everybody. We are back for another hot spanking week of Mega Sheen. I'm Victor. And I'm Nick. Victor, you sound down. I'm like, I'm like you better this. get a little pep in your step. I'm just, I'm just lounging in the bed. Um, in the <laughs> room. I'm on Nick's timeline this week, so I'm in the East Coast. I'm in D.C. and I'm trying to figure out what I'm going to eat after this. And I also was trying to figure out I want to drive or do I want to walk? Because, you know, it's kind of cute to walk around D.C. Mm-hmm. To see all the things and the sights and, and all that good stuff. So. so what have you been up to since we last talked? Well, I, I'll, I may have some news to announce soon, so look out for that. But I have been, I was in Florida, so I was in um, Fort Lauderdale and Miami, Miami is a sight to behold but lord it was humid um it was humid but if some of y'all if you saw my instagram or face or twitter um uh, we um we were on the boat <laughs> we were on the very nice boat went around saw all the nice houses on the river or on the, wherever it is over there for we saw all the houses nice houses that were empty so I'm really like, we were looking and like saying, so basically these people are that rich. They're not even here. They live in somewhere else. Nice houses. We passed by Ricky Martin's house and apparently people, people somebody was there because the lights were on and everything like that. Oh yeah, I saw that picture. Didn't he have like a damn Ferris wheel up in his house or something? <laughs> and I didn't know it was his house, but apparently people from Miami who were there, like, that's Ricky Martin's house. I was like, okay, y'all said it's his house. That's his house. I was just following with them. And I was like, wow. But there was somebody there standing outside. I was like, who says that? Is that Ricky or that this man? So, you know, I was like, look at this. You know, Ricky has a family, too. So he has, like, other twins or kids right now. But, you know, he wasn't, you know. And Ricky still could get that work. You, you, know, <laughs> you know, I was never a Ricky Martin fan. I hated all his music. But then, you know, I really did. I didn't understand it, but I knew something was up. And then, you know, a, year, a few years later, I was like, okay, I see you, Ricky. He got His music got a little bit better. You know, I think when he started staying, you know, in his native language, it just got better versus when he was doing songs like She Bangs. Did, I, did he do that? Yeah, he no, I can't. Mm, I couldn't take him seriously. I couldn't, take him, I couldn't take him seriously with Living La Vida Loca. I hated that song to a passion. But when he went back to his roots, well, well, you know, well, out of that type of stuff, out of that pop sensation stuff, I think he got better personally. And Lord, he ages well. So, yeah, like some fine ass wine. No, it just doesn't make any sense. Like you just okay. So we passed by his house, uh, and then and, you know, and then you know, we were celebrating all counselors, mostly high school counselors and college counselors. We were celebrating all the work we've been doing and um the interesting part was they were dancing and showing out and we were in miami so they're playing all of latinx music you could think of cuban music too everything you can think of playing that people were dancing on this boat people got drunk and was falling on this boat but you know me was just being a spectator watching and shaving. i love miami i remember i went down like my 20 when i was 20 yeah. still in uh college yeah. oh oof. Oof! Out the men's down there was fine. Okay, I, okay, so that's a problem. 
<laughs> that is the problem. You can't go nowhere. The gas station, bitch Sears. I mean, which yeah. Sears? Because since they closing, but. <laughs> well, you know, not all of them are slowly going, but I went into Sears because I, I my my belt was not was just falling apart. So I went to Sears. Why every? Asking, do I need some help? I'm like, that's 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 almost harassment. <laughs> See, you better go ha- get yourself some uh, some good wood. I had to walk out because I was like, y'all can't be looking like this. Asking if I need some help, I'm gonna get arrested because you're <laughs> asking me these type of questions, and I'm just like, no, you don't understand what you're asking me. You're not asking if I need some help. You asking me if I need something else, and I need to leave because I'm trying to be professional down here in Miami. So I recommend all of y'all, if you know, you need to be ready for Miami because these uh, everywhere the gas station though. Why everybody's hot at the gas station at Sears, on the corner, just everywhere Miami. You're it's a lot. It's a lot. <laughs> well, all right. <laughs> What about you? What's going on with you? Oh, um, well, I have been streaming uh, video games um, a lot more. And I was finally, I got my email that I had been waiting for from Twitch. So I'm now an affiliate for Twitch. And if you don't know, an affiliate, uh, you can start, in layman's turn, start making money. From streaming, so I have to get you know some some cute emotes together, some draw some graphics and all that jazz. But I'm happy for that. Um, other than that, trying to find a new job, trying to get through all of this TV because I'm like, I know Black Lightning started. I'm behind on that already. I'm behind on the Gifted. I'm finally just caught caught up to nine one one. I'm behind on single parents. I'm way behind on American Horror Story. I haven't even started that series. So I'm still trying to play catch up. And for the life of me, do not judge me, but I'm still watching Empire. (laughs) Don't judge me. I needed some trash trash TV in my life. And since Jerry Springer's not on... I think this will do. <laughs> you said Jerry Springer. <laughs> well, no, you know what? You know what? I get that. Empire. I watched it. Like I, I, no, I did. I watched the first season. Power was, was a small guilty pleasure. I gave up on that. I mean, you know, with Ghost and Tommy, I had, you know, my lust for both Ghost and Tommy was, was there. I, you know, um, I've always had lust for the guy who plays Ghost, but Tommy was a new one. And so I had to, you know, I was like, you know, those two. But I had to let that show go. And you do, I think you should get into my car story. I think it's good. This season is solid so far. And I'm just like, they are really tearing it up. And that little boy who's playing the devil is, or the Antichrist is, he's, he, he is serving that role. And so you need to see it because they're just doing things that it's, it's just funny how they do mm-hmm. it. But yeah, you know, catch up on TV is important. And right now I'm looking at The haunt, the Haunting of Hill House. That is on Netflix. 
um, you know, it's it's white tragedy and ghosts. So, <laughs> so how does how no well, ghost hunts no black family? <laughs> you know, that's not. You know, that's a good question. Why do we never have? I think that a very the best kind of haunting ghost ish like gothic black movie we got is Ease by You. Mm-hmm. I honestly think ghosts don't want no problems. They're like, we see black folks and other people of color have to suffer mm-hmm. and do go through all these hoops and jumps and whatnot in society. Do we really want to give them the other, the added tragedy or the added stress of us being all up in a business? <laughs> I'm like, mm, no. Plus, if it, if it was us, we would have been gone. But we're not going to sit up in this house. Even if we'll be like, you know what? Listen, I'm going to break my lease so I can move. Because you a bugaboo, a bugaboo. And I'll up and say, hey, if you're going to charge me, you go stay in this house one night. You stay in this house one night. You tell me, would you sit up here and stay in this house again? Right. But the show is pretty, the show is pretty good so far. It's a little slow. Um but um, I recommend y'all check that out. It's a pretty good show. So that's what I'm looking at right now. And so, uh, you know, but let's go ahead and get into tea because there's some few things on the tea table today. So what we got? Well, they canceled Iron Fist. Well, he had it coming. You know, I kind of saw it. I kind of saw it. And, you know... The way they the way they did this season because it was kind of low key. You really didn't know it was coming out. A lot of people didn't even know it was already out. But it was a good season. It was a I thought it was a very good season. You know, introduce Typhoid Mary, um, a couple of other people in there uh, that was interesting. Uh, we got to see daughter, more daughters of the dragon. In fact, this is kind of a good introduction for daughters of the dragon we can get you know it can be a one series you know eight episodes track of them uh, we saw a little bit of that with colleen and um misty and, and their actions and some things ended to where um you know colleen had a little bit of that iron fist magic so you know i am fine with this being canceled you know but i hope this leads into um, Daughters of the Dragon because they do have some interesting stories. They've had a, a running comic. They had a running comic, you know, a few years back, and they also had um, some classic comics in the past. And we talked about that way back, but um, I'll post some of those so you can kind of check out, you know, look at some past stories. But it, you know, as we, as you were saying, we saw it coming, and that's okay. That's okay. Had a good two two season run, but I think it's time for Daughters of the Dragon. Yeah, get up on out of here. <laughs> you just said nothing good to say about I'm it. I'm like, it's just like, okay, y'all could have canceled it on season one, but you wait till it got halfway decent and then canceled it. That kind of doesn't make any sense. That is true. That is true. Uh, it's just like, okay, what do you what do you want? Yeah, what? That's what. I, well, but you know, like I said, they gave us two. Um, actually, I'm going to throw this in there, and this is not about me per se, but this is about kind of us um, and just how Twitter goes. So, some of y'all may remember this week, this weekend. I just asked a simple question about Kerry Washington and um, Chris Evans. <laughs> I can't forget. Ooh, but anyway, ask a question about those two. 
about to be in a movie. And we ask questions all the time on Twitter. Everybody does. But this kind of went a whole different world. And people were putting in this, like putting in like straight up stories and everything and like that. And over like, I think over 300 something tweets, uh, people just responded. There was some asshole response because they kept saying things like, well, they were in Fantastic Four. And I thought the question was kind of clear about them two just being like those two leads, leads. And we had some of those people, and I did clap back at them because I was bored. I decided to do it. But what was funny was how it took off to the point that Kerry Washington responded. But I was like, oh, okay. So she responded to Chris Evans, who is still busy doing his stuff. So who would know what he would think, but hopefully he would want to do it. But I like the fact that we got a shout-out um, from Shadow and Act from about us and Megasheen and about just us, you know, doing this and everything else. And I was really happy to say this. So I wanted to throw that in the tea because that was something that, you know, I was really surprised and I'm glad that we got the shout out. So people are beginning to know who we are as Megasheen. Mm-hmm. And that we have good ideas and that like I didn't, you know, some how sometimes you have an idea or something random that you don't think nothing of yeah. all of a sudden just takes off. Yeah. And it's like, well, like think back to that idea where they had Rihanna and Lupita Nyong'o was at yeah. the a fashion a random fashion show and somebody uh tweeted the idea of them being some kind of hackers or some kind some kind of action. Yeah. yeah. And now all of a sudden that's a movie. Or allegedly, there's supposed to be a movie. I ain't, I ain't heard no movie, but whatever. Right. It just seems like we all have these ide- really good ideas on Twitter, and people will mine them and then flip them as their own. I mean, you saw some of the fallout from this your idea that uh, people were like, "I don't, I don't know who that woman was, uh, and I don't know her." her screen name or her ad or whatever. But she was like, oh, it came to me in a dream. And everybody was like, no, it didn't. You saw it on Twitter, girl. He's like, oh, well, I, I legit saw it in a dream. And I'm like, okay, woman, you know good and damn well you saw that tweet. And it's just like, oh, okay, girl. I will say that person did apologize. And I appreciate that. I think, you know, what what I really did appreciate, and a lot a lot of the support came from fans of the you know, the show and friends of the show, um, and friends of us. So I really appreciate that. You know, our lovely ladies from Nerds of Prey to Valerie to Kayla, um, Clartisha. You know, everybody kind of came out and really made sure that the credit was given. Stephanie was given to, given to given to the rightful people and, and everything that was there. I saw that um, that particular person did apologize and I really didn't think twice about that one. I think the other one was a little bothersome because it was like, I think they were saying something like, oh, if if they get together, we kind of we kind of sparked that. I was like, oh no, no. I was like, oh, okay. So I did listen to their podcast. They did talk to him um, they did say, like, you know, you should be in a movie with a black woman. And he was like, sure, I, something I should be, you know, I, sh- I should get on that. And I was like, okay. And I was like, oh, well, I, I understand where you, that would have went that way. 
But um, it was, I think, Chanel Little kind of put it in, in, in better context. She was like, but the concept came from him. So he's right. Mary and them. So that's where that was adopted. And then I saw the, you know, the back track. And personally, I'm not, I'm not bothered by that. You know, that's fine. That's why I, I kind of tweeted something like Twitter will all, Twitter knows, like Twitter keeps people accountable. So, you know, for all of us, don't, don't, I mean, if somebody don't take credit for something, if you thought of the same thing or what somebody else thought of, say like, hey, oh, me and so-and-so thought the same thing or take it to another level to where it's like, well, they thought about this, you kind of thought about that. We all have a lot of ideas that are similar. But, you know, don't try to don't try to take from it. And if you have the blue check, do I do agree. You have a responsibility. You have that blue check for a reason. Then, you know, have some responsibility. Um, but at the end of the day, it was neat to see. Um, thank you, Monique, for writing that article um, um, in um, Shadow and Act that really gave credit to, you know, just us and Megasheen in the sense of like making people know about Megasheen and everything else that we are creative people behind the, behind the name and we do these things. And Nick has also made some, some statements on that. It has been like viral and everything else. So at least it's, there's creative people here. <laughs> and so of course we love to get paid, but I'm glad that we're being recognized by creativity and our, and everything else. And so, I just wanted to put that out there because, you know, it was just amazing to see there's still tweets out there. People are still pitching. And I appreciate that. Um, and I think that it'll be nice to see them in the movie together. It'll be right. really nice. That'll be money. We love, oh, yeah. we love Chris. That's funny. That's funny. See, look at you. <laughs> it, was just, it was just a simple question. I'm really be. I'm not trying to be like, but it really was. I wasn't thinking about. I really wasn't thinking about it. I was like, I'm gonna put this up because I think I was at work. I don't know where I was. I was like, I'm gonna put this up and we'll see who says something. (laughs) But you know, hopefully we'll see something out of that. Um, So what else do we have on the table? So we got folks fighting Nazis. So, um, Morgan, McMich- Morgan McMichaels, you may know her from RuPaul's Drag Race season t- three, two? I think it's three. No. Is it three? When did Raja win? No, I think it's two. Yeah, it is two. Yeah. Season, season two and also uh, season three. Okay. So, a couple of days ago that she posted... Um, that her hand was broken from fighting off uh, a homophobic attacker. So what had happened was, I think she was doing a show at Mickey's and she wore a, either a leotard or some kind of uh, outfit or costume that said, um, I fight Nazis or I punch Nazis or something like that. And somebody uh, went up to her and he said, uh, I wanted to cut, he wants to cut my faggot throat. And then he took a swing, a swing at her. Well, knowing Morgan, and if you know Morgan, she's a spitfire. So she swung back <laughs> and knocked this motherfucker clean out, broke her hand. And I'm like, you know what? This is what we need to do. None of this 
uh, being nice and hugging these people and, you know, talking to them. I am not in the business of being civil to oppressors, especially Nazi enthusiasts, Nazi sympathizers, or Nazis in general. I'm just going to knock you the fuck out. <laughs> and that's the black ass bottom line. And you know, sometimes you you do have to get, you know, you have to put hands because here they're coming out here threatening our lives. Mm -hmm. And they will keep doing that until somebody has to show them the way. And you know, you got these proud boys out here. You got these folks that are voting because of the turd in office. So we have to be able to protect ourselves and we should not be ashamed if we have to take a shoe, a brick, a stick, a car, and put something and put knock some of these folks out because it just it is what it is. You come at me talking about you gonna cut my throat? Oh, that's you threatened my entire life. So what right. happens if I see you, you try to run for me, you know, if I'm in a car, I may have to just to, have to give you a Christine. Or if you go <laughs> I mean you threaten my life. So if I see a stick, a pop bottle. You're getting all of it. I'm from the South. You're going to get everything we can put our hands on and lift. Girl, side note. Why did somebody try to get buck with me at the club? Okay. You have to tell the story. So, okay. So, we're just going left field, y'all. <laughs> so, I'm outside. You know, I had a little, a little drinking. And um, actually, I had like a, a whole bottle of Prosecco before I left the house. But, um... You know, I was feeling good, looking good. And I was being friendly, talking to everybody. And somebody came up to me, this dude, I know of him, but I don't know him. Um, he was like, uh, don't put your hands on me. And I'm like, baby, nobody touched you. Then he started getting louder. Then I started getting louder. And I noticed somebody had a, um, was drinking a beer. I was like, okay, so if this motherfucker swings... I'm going to go to my right and grab this bottle and bust him in the head. And I was like, but I was like, you know what? Let me try to diffuse the situation because if I come out of pocket, I'm coming out of pocket and I'm one blood on this motherfucking dance floor. You hear me? So fast forward, I calmed, I'm, I had the situation calmed down and he's giving everybody hugs. I'm like, okay, girl, like don't, get so drunk that you want to fight any damn body. Because this is the same kid that, I don't know, six, seven months ago was in a fight during the drag show. And they just basically had to shut the show down and say, y'all get the fuck out. I'm like, girl, you might do this with your other friends, but you met the right one tonight because I will get in your ass. See, and, and, you know, people, you know, uh, we don't, people, we don't like to fight. You know, nobody likes to fight. But, you know, when you, again, coming at us wrong, you're threatening our lives, you know, again, you may get whatever's on that table coming right at you. Right. Like, don't take me to a place where I have to lay hands on you. Because if I have to lay hands on you, then I'm going to keep on swinging until you are down and are not moving. Yeah. And, you know. I mean, I I haven't been in many fights, but sadly, it, it doesn't take me a lot to trip me right now. Especially right now, because I'm like, 
look, I'm already have been in a constant mood since the election two years ago. <laughs> so you say something out the way and, you know, I will get you together. I mean, there's no, there's no point. There's no, it's already confirmed that I'm going to get you together. But child, it was, it didn't. And then my boyfriend, when I told him, he looked like he was ready to fight. I was like, calm down. You and your, that's your work spot. Your work spot. That's your money. Right. Don't mess with your money. And don't get no blood on those costumes. <laughs> but anyway, we're way off track. Yeah, we are off track. Because, but no, you know, that, that's something. I know for myself, I, 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 I've gotten better. But, you know, I've gotten better with that. Because I used to be easily triggered. You know, I got in a fight over somebody putting a crease in my pet cemetery book. When I first... All right. <laughs> yes, that happened. Just got that book. This person knocked it out of my hands because I was, you know, carrying my books the way that we're supposed to. Like, not, you know, by your chest. And someone, you know, trying to be cute, knocked the book out. And I took my science book and popped them in the face and kicked them in the nuts. So, because they put a crease in my brand new book. And I was like thinking, Lord, if I get that triggered off a crease off a book. <laughs> right. So that's you know so yes I'm glad that I have kind of moved from that but yeah that that that's that's, that's cute. let's keep going if we get into more fight stories right we'd be here all day um so speaking of no well, not really a fight story but I don't know why I'm trying to make a connection to that um Flash so you know that movie that all y'all really want to see about the Flash well you're gonna have to keep dreaming about that movie because they have pushed it back. It was supposed to start in March of 2019. Now they're going to have to wait to the to late 2019 in order to get this movie out by 2021. So if you really want to see um, Ezra Miller as The Flash, you're going to have to wait until after the election. And <laughs> so you'll have to wait <laughs> to see it at that point. Personally... And they say that you know there's some tweaks with the script. I'm like, it tweaks with the script. Tweaks is like moving the comma, moving the sentence. Maybe somebody else will say this line before that line. Right, some punctuation, some grammatical errors. <laughs> moving this to it makes me feel like this movie's not gonna come out. I think we're at this, we at the new mutants level where it's like you say it's gonna come out, but we've been pushed back so much. So, you know, I still believe this is, DC is just putting some news out to put some news out because I think, I think they're not going to do this movie. I just don't see this movie coming out. I really don't. Well, you know, it, we said it a time and time again, like, we can't want it for them. They have to have some kind of foundation you can't just start laying shit down and hoping it's going to build you a house. Like, I just don't know what they want to do. And it just seems that they don't know what they want to do. And if they don't know, then we don't know. <laughs> like, you have to treat them like your mama treated you back in the day. Mm-hmm. It's just, girl, figure it out because I don't get paid to. 
And that's the black ass bottom line. But what connection we can make with this is the DC property is the fact that Titans did come out um, and it came out first with the DC universe on their um, pay, pay site. Um, and the reviews were not as bad. It's a, it's a, I guess you would say a healthy mix. You know, it wasn't people who was like overly wild, um, but it wasn't people who were overly upset. Mm-hmm. But it seemed that the standout was um, Anna as Starfire. I mean, because duh. Yeah. Why not? I knew she was, even though I'm still upset that they put her in that wig. But, I mean, I didn't have that much of a doubt. I'm just upset with the costume choices. Yeah. Because she deserved better. Yes, and as you said last week, um, we will see her in, in her, you know, in her original costume that she's supposed to be in. Now, I, and like you, I have faith in her. We kept saying that we have faith in her. We know that she can act. We know that she's talented. Um, and as I said before, she is beautiful. That's not really the point, but still, she's just beautiful. And um, they, you know, they said that she was kind of the standout. Um, but they did, people did talk about the wigs. And they kept saying <laughs> these wigs were, you know, you know, senior project um, looking wigs. Um, Raven's wig, for what I was seeing in clips and stuff, needed help. Oh, really? Yes. And that, I just feel like that it just looked like it was just on, you know, I don't know if you remember that monster that was on Bugs Bunny, that big red monster. Yes. Like, <laughs> uh, combed its hair and did that part in the Yes. <laughs> that is what her wig reminded me of the entire time. I was like, okay. In the, uh, let me represent the entire time in those clips. I still have not seen the show yet. Um, well, I've seen parts. You can't have that show. Well, I'm just saying that it's, 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 they could do better. And maybe they will. You know, it's always the first, the pilot is always a little bumpy with some mm-hmm. show. And maybe we'll get a little bit more into, you know, maybe maybe that wig budget will get a little bit better. You know, maybe some Netflix money will help them get that wig together. Um, Beast Boy, little wig, needs a little help. You know, these lace fronts can need a little help. I'm still not convinced with Robin. Um, and some people were not convinced with him as Robin. Either. Now, I heard it was very gritty. Like, uh, there was one scene where Robin was basically running somebody's face across some glass. Um, And so if you have an aversion to, you know, violence to that nature, I would err on the side of caution of watching it. Otherwise, if you like that shit, you know, go full in. I mean, I, you know, it's, I, we'll see. Um, and, you know, I, I don't like to think of uh, Titans as gritty because they're not really gritty. And I don't know why we are going gritty with a lot of this stuff. Um, mm-hmm. We'll see. Um, and um, we will just not be bothered. 
um, with anything of, of less. But we are we're still here for Anna, and so we'll be checking that out. But hopefully, we'll be seeing us soon. We can really give y'all a full you know, kind of recount of this of this show. But it seems like it's going to be around for a little bit. Um, so yeah, yeah, I'm interested in seeing what this really is. Same. Um, what else is happening in the world? Who we'll says somebody was working a hundred hours? Oh yes. Yeah. So, so as you all know, if you um, are big into video games, that Red Dead Redemption Two is set to come out real soon. Mm-hmm. It comes out October twenty sixth, and its uh, developer is Rocksteady, or not Rocksteady, <laughs> Rockstar. And Rockstar is famous for uh, the Grand Theft Auto series, uh, Bully, uh, things like of that nature. So, um, you know, I think it was the company co-founder, Dan Hauser. He was talking about getting, you know, hype about the game and all of of that jazz. And he said that... uh, he said um, a lot of our employees or a lot of the, the people that are work, have been working on the game have been putting in over 100-hour work weeks to make it. And I'm like, okay, now hold on. 100-hour work weeks is, like, that is insane of somebody to ask of their employee. Like, I, I don't even know how you would do that. And then they try to uh, clarify the statement or w- something ridiculous. I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. So uh, going back to the original quote, he said, uh, we're working 100-hour work weeks uh, several times in 2018. The finished game includes 300,000 animations, 500,000 lines of dialogue and many more lines of code and i'm like and then, now mind you this game has been in production i would say i think i read somewhere about seven years i think since 2011 2012 something like that mm-hmm. and i'm like why for a company to like rockstar as big as they are and they have multiple offices and New York, London, Paris, I think some in Canada, some more in the U.S. Like for you, for you all to be this big of a company, why don't you have any kind of like policies or procedures put in place to not overwork your employees? Like this doesn't make any kind of sense. And I just want companies to do better as far as treating their employees like they are actually humans and not fucking robots if you want robots you can go to that one uh that one company that's making their robots do jumping jacks and burpees and climbing stairs you can go over there and get your robots but just have decency with your employees yeah that makes sense it's crazy I don't know if it's because they, you know, they want to get these games out on time, you know, all that good stuff, but good Lord, I mean, oh, and didn't you just talk about? Yeah, Telltale. Okay. Like, these games are being very sedity acting. (laughs) 
But yeah, that's all I got for video games. Uh, well, this week, as you can see, we'll we'll probably talk a little more about, you know, we got some movies coming out. Um, some of y'all will be going to see The Hate You Give that comes out this weekend, as well as Halloween um, that comes out, too. I'm going, I'll be in New Orleans, so I'll see it down there. Um, I don't know. I'm looking for a little bit of both, but I'm not going to lie. The first one I'm going to see is Halloween. I'll see hate you give a little bit later you know i don't know if i want to see that the hate you give i don't know if i want to see it either not because i don't actually want to see it but i'm just too it's yeah it's too real right now and i can't i don't want to feel that way when i'm trying to enjoy myself true and that's what i've been debating because you know we it's already been some stuff you know that 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 black man who was going home and this white woman trying to block him from getting in the house about who is he what's his name where he lives at is she gonna call the police on him mm-hmm. she got fired and but the, but also the fact that you know in texas they're now making videos to where they're telling you how not to provoke cops um and i'm just like i can't you know it's just at this point i, I don't need to see i'm not i'm I feel like I have, I'm not as, this is time. and it's funny because I said, why are you going to go see horror people getting cut up versus mm-hmm. this? Said, to me, that's not real versus this police type of stuff, the stuff that we're seeing, the racism, that is very real. And I, I will buy a ticket. How about that? I'll buy a ticket. Um, but I'm just not sure if I'm ready to see it. It probably, like it is taking me forever to watch um, the 13th. Uh, what's that? The, documentary by um ava duvernay yeah i i because everybody who's seen it is mad and that's why i'm like i don't i i don't know how much you know how much more we keep putting on my our backs like that no shade to ava at all it's just more like just seeing the reality the harsh reality that is right there in our faces and so um i don't know i'm, I'm gonna go back and forth with the hate you give eventually i will see it but i might just I take it somebody else have that experience. Right. I understand that because, you know, you have to, you have to protect your mental health. Yeah. That is true. All right. Well, I think that is it for the table. So let's go ahead and jump on in to King Size Issue. Let's go ahead and do that. So you... Uh, presented this interesting article that I read, and I really, I actually enjoyed it. Yeah, so I had saw this saw this article um, maybe earlier this year, and it's just gotten around to me again. So this writer, he goes by the the name of a uh, his name is Jeff Levo Levell, mm-hmm. and he wrote this article called "The Beauty and Being a Slut," and he talks about how he loves sex, he loves different kinds of sex, whether it be vanilla, rough, nasty, you know, yada, yada, yada. He says that he's, he gets his status, that he's a HIV positive. Um, but he's, he says that we all need to be, what's the word? We all should take our sexual experiences as our own 
Like we shouldn't have anybody try to label them or discredit them or put them in, oh, or that's nasty, or you should only have sex this way or this way. Like you should just own your sexual experiences and you shouldn't be ashamed of those sexual experiences. And I was like, you know what? That's a very a wise policy because especially queer men, we're once we once we, when we're in the, the closet, like we have to repress all kinds of sexual urges and whatnot. And then once we get out, it seems like we've been holding on them for so long that they just come out and they're all out of control, it seems like. Now, it got me to thinking after reading this article, okay, so this is from the perspective of a cis gay white man. What about the experiences of people of color, queer people of color, and their sexual experiences? or their perspectives. And it just, I'm like, why aren't those stories more prominent? And I'm just kind of just having an open, open discussion about this and you can chime in anytime. I, so I read the article and, and I, there were some pieces in there that I, I really agree with that we should not be ashamed of our sexuality we should not hold a lot of these weird um morals and things and and it's, and that's that's hard to do for some of us who grew up you know some of us who grew up in the south some of us grew up as baptists some of us grew up with people who you know tell you being your best mean being someone who you know took care of yourself in different ways it, it that is something that is not easy for everyone and you brought up a good question about the fact that this is coming from a white man it's a difference. That privilege is a difference than maybe some of us who, again, you know, I think of some Latinx people who grew up, you know, very Catholic, very, you know, a lot of that was very frowned upon. Even if you're Catholic, that was frowned upon. People who masturbated felt guilty. Right. Uh, growing up Southern Baptist, these things were, even if you broke out from that, there was still, you know, hooks in you that still made you feel a certain way and also this is no shade to jeff but again as a white man there's some liberties and freedoms they got that we don't get Mm -hmm. we don't get some of those things we're not always told that we're beautiful and all those things right off the bat if anything we may be fetishized um as well as hated the racism all that stuff coming at us keeps us from actually maybe enjoying that sexual revolution because it's not the first thing we get a chance to get a, a, a grab at. And then for some of us of color, we still get that gratification because someone white was the one who kind of gave, uh, gave us that liberation. You know, a lot of us maybe don't talk about it that much, but a lot of our first sexual um, experiences may have been with white men. Now, mine was not, but I know many of my friends who are of color their first sexual experience were with someone white because it was at camp. They were in Boy Scouts, um, college, um, the band trip. You know, that type of stuff happened with someone white, and that became an issue of how they saw themselves through white eyes. That's a whole other thing. But I think when mm-hmm. it comes to us, how we embrace our, our sluts, or slutology, so whatever, 
that's a harder barrier because there are things that have been in our way versus what had been in a white person's way. You know, they've always seen themselves as sexual. You know what I mean? Porn has always given them that right to be sexual, white, straight and gay. You know, right. if we were featured, we had to hunt it down to see ourselves or we didn't even know there was a, like, you know, I was talking to a friend of mine who was Latinx. There were people that you couldn't tell that right off the bat they were. So therefore, how would they even know? The experience has always been from a white perspective. So I think a lot of us have had those experiences um, or, you know, we've seen sex through, sadly, through porn, but also seen it through white porn. And that's how we have seen it there. So they have that freedom, but we wasn't always given that. So I, when I read the article, I was like, okay, that's good. And I understand where you're coming from. But <laughs> that is from a perspective that a lot of us just did not have that liberty with. Right. Now, were some of the uh, the parts of the articles that you didn't agree with or anything like that? I, I slightly... I slightly disagree with, there was a part about, you know, Instagram, you should go on there to, and to see if you're sexy. I think, I think you can, yeah, it's nice to get that validation. And I said it before, I just think that you, when you're doing it consistently, you have to stop and ask yourself, what is it you really at looking for? What validity are you still looking for? If you have a hundred and something likes or almost a thousand likes about you and your body, I, 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 I personally feel that after seeing that, that's all I need. It's like, okay, well, all y'all thought this was hot, <laughs> then I'm hot, you know, if I'm going to go by that logic. Um, mm -hmm. But I feel like that what we need to do is discover the hotness in ourselves. If we can discover it, find comfort in it, then we can be bold and go into the places that we go into. Luckily, within our communities, you know, we've, we, we see that. We have, we've seen people who who may not be like, in the shape that you would think, you know, you should be. Because in a white gay world, you have to be, you know, you know, make sure your arms out, your chest is out. You have to have, you know, quarter-sized nipples and an eight-inch cock and a bubble. But that works for them. But I think within our cultures, we've learned to be sexy in so many different ways. And so mm -hmm. I think that there's some confidence we've built differently than what it is in the gay world. So I think that we may not need to always... There's two ways with this because you can go where you don't feel like you need that validation, but because you have you are gay and because you're dealing with some of those doubts and fears and you know self-esteem issues, yeah, you may need that. But after a while, I believe you do have to ask yourself how much validation is enough. Exactly. Like at some point, you have to ask yourself what what do I really want, and it's a deeper it's a deeper, I don't know, a deeper situation than just, oh, I want this. It's, it's a self-confidence, -conf a self-conscious issue, too. And I think trying to get it from social media is where we get, I don't know, tangled. Now, that's not to say that, oh, I'm, I'm holier than thou and I don't get on social media, yada, yada, yada. You know, y'all see my pictures. I don't post any of those, um, you know, my chest out, my ass out, you know, those type of pictures. But I do post, you know, some of the, the suit and tie, you know, yada, yada, yada. We like to party. Uh, 
pictures and that's, I'm trying to seek validation there. So I don't want to get it twisted that I'm not in that same, I don't have those same issues because we all do, whether we want to admit it or not. Well, and I agree with that. I, I think that, I mean, I, that's fine. Like I said, it's always great to get that validation. I just don't feel like I need to like be, you know, to do all that. But again, that's that's me, and what works for you works for you. What works for others works for others. But I guess going back to the sex part, there's also a part of me that feels like I don't want to get one of the things my grandma, you know, it's always said, you don't get, you don't give everybody chance everybody deserves a shot everybody deserves that of you and you think about sex i feel like that's something that i want to give somebody that i really genuinely like that i will be into it with because you know you can just sometimes do something to people because you're just horny but i think that if you do if you really want to give somebody something something they can remember you by is tend to, it, for me it tends to be um guys that I really like. I mm-hmm. can give that to everyone. So I would slightly disagree that I would let everybody have a shot. Like, yeah, you see people like, oh, I wouldn't mind. But at the same time, like, I don't know if I want to give you all of this. I don't know if I want to sit here and fleet for 45 to an hour for this. Like, you know, there's, there's things you have to think about, like how much of this I'm really going to give you and are you worth it? And so those are things I've always done for myself. It's like, are I've always said, are you worth it? Are you worth me, you know, blowing you? Are you worth me sitting here fleeting for an hour? Are you worth all that stuff? And then, yeah, if you are, okay. But if you're not, I'm not going to do that. And I think if I've also kind of come up with, you have to deserve all this. Because this is work. <laughs> you know, this is work to get ready and prepare and all that for stuff. And I feel like that, I'm not going to give it to anyone. And I don't feel like everybody needs a shot because everybody's not going to be good at it. And, you know, you, as you said, you can have a B8 for some of the, the experiences you've had with some people. You know what I mean? So it's like, right. why waste the time? But have fun still at the same time, you know? And I think for me, and I said this before on the show, you know, back when I, before I turned 30, I had a phase where I wanted to understand the, the Tremaine, as I said, that's my middle name, but the Tremaine side of myself. But I wanted to know um, that, that true sexual side of who I was. And when I went through that, I learned some things, but I also learned that, okay, um, these are things about myself that I like. These are things that I don't like. And I think we all should explore those things to understand who we are. I think because I did that, I understand um, who I am and and what I like and enjoy. Mm -hmm. Now I'll ask this question. Do you think, and I think you hinted on it um, earlier. Before you do that, what did you, did you find anything that you like or didn't agree with or? Um, I don't know if I did or not. I mean, something, you know, different strokes for different folks. And just because I don't like a particular thing or whatever, doesn't mean that I should talk shit about it. Mm-hmm. And especially like in a sexual aspect, like I'm not into any kind of water play or 
you know, uh, scat play or Roman showers or anything like that. But if that was to get you your goat going, you know, have at it. And that's just make sure you have the shower ready. But I, I feel like I agreed with all of the points that Jeff made. What I have an issue with is okay, um, like cis white gay men have a, I feel like they have a more, a luxury as to exploring their sexuality and not be persecuted for it versus black men, gay black men doing the same. And especially if we want to break that down further, if we're going into, is this guy a bottom or top because that's a whole nother issue and slut shaming in general they a lot of and a lot of gay guys do this all the time as if somehow being a bottom is removes your manhood or makes you less masculine and i don't know what kind of internal homophobia that is but that really needs to stop it i i really don't know how and why gay men do that to each other it's just yeah but go ahead no i I will say that one of the things that i i really liked in the articles when jeff talks about owning our desires and and I believe that you should. You should own your desires. And I think you need to understand what these, those desires are. And that's why I feel like I needed to do what I, oh, I needed to do what I did back then because I needed to know what my desires were. You know, because we, you know, gay men watch a lot of porn, and I think we saw so many things there that we didn't process. We never really process it. And I think for myself, I had to explore what it meant to be out there. You know, was I a Samantha? Was I a you know, from Sex and the City, or was I like Lynn, who was different? Because Lynn, you know, they used to always tease Lynn for being slutty. Mm-hmm. For her, it was like she was enjoying, you know, the company of others. And and I also like that, too. Um, I think what we have to do is explore that and understand that by ourselves. And if you want to make out, also, I'm saying go out there and do all that stuff. Learn who you are. I just... I, that's how you say hello, as I was told in the gay community. When I was in college, so that's how you say hello. It's like, oh, is it? But I was, I was like, no, I'm not going to blow just anybody. Because when I did that, and I'll be honest, when I did that at 14, the person I did that to didn't, wasn't really, didn't really treat me well or wasn't really like appreciative of it. So that taught me, like, okay, well, then I don't need to be doing this for everybody, you know, they need to appreciate it. And I think because of those experiences, I kind of, in my life, I, that's why I painted for me that I'm going to, you know, if I'm going to do the damn thing, I feel like I'm going to do it because you deserve it. Or if I'm, or if I'm in the mood for it, I would do it, but I may not be completely all in. And I'd rather be in it to completely enjoy it. So for me, I really have to get to know you. Now, let me rephrase it. I don't really have to get to know you like, everything like your mama's past or whatever but i really have to have a connection with you to really enjoy it i just can't blindly 
get into it. I mean, you can, but then, you know, and give into that. But after a while, it's like, that's kind of a burnout. I kind of like to like you, because I think when I like you more, then it's more a sensation for me. Mm-hmm. You know, like, yeah. If, if, you know, one of our faves said, hey, because, you know, somebody was like, what if it, you know, what if Chris Evans or what if, you know, um, Winston Duke said something. I was like, I still will have to, like, talk with them and because physically I'm looking at them like yeah but if they sound like a mess then it's going to kind of kill it I can understand that but I mean in the heat of the moment in the heat of the night (laughs) in the heat of the motherfucking night yeah that's true I say that and then I'm saying that now but if the right words are said and the right look is put Right. <laughs> so I'm I'm being a hypocrite on that part. I'll say that. It's just, and then if we want to take it a step further, like when sexuality and owning your sexual experiences and sexuality when it comes to women, especially black women and even further queer black women, like where are the stories on there? You know, yeah. they're always if a uh, if a woman is like you said, like for example, when we talked about Lynn from Girlfriends, when a, a woman is owning her sexuality and confident in the experiences that she has, then she's labeled a slut or this or that. But when a, a man does it, then he's labeled as oh, he has all these women or he's virile or, you know, all of the other adjectives and whatnot that goes to making a man superior to a woman. Yeah. And that's just like that social construct that masculinity is greater than femininity is tired. And a lot of gay men benefit from that social construct, and they also reinforced it. Mm-hmm. I mean, when, like uh, the the tops and bottoms conversation, and when it comes to talking about women. Yeah. And I, I just want, like, if you have any, I'm talking to the listeners. If you have any. Um, you know, resources as far as sexuality when it comes to queer people of color, uh, queer women, queer black women, you know, let us know um, and we can, you know, highlight that on our uh, Twitter and hopefully on our um, website. I mean, again, this was a, it was a good article. I really appreciate it. I also like the fact that Jeff um, is kind of a geek. Um, he wrote the book called The Accidental Warlocks, um, which is on Amazon right now. So if y'all are into warlocks and queer warlocks, um, go check that out. It's on Amazon right now. But yeah, it's, his article was, was enlightening because I think he's, he's also older. So he's he's had the experience to know more about himself, and I think that's something that all y'all should do. Learn about yourselves first before y'all get out here in these streets, because sometimes you don't, and then you find yourselves all over the place. So, 
you really do. And then you end up hurt and then some really, some really scary situations that you don't need to be in. Yeah. And I think it's important for you to know your sexuality, what you like, why you like it, and then how you can be better at it. That's another thing y'all need to know what to do is to be better at it. To get your little bodies together is cute, but at the end of the day, you really need to have a very good knowledge of who you are and what you really have to offer. Not none of this play stuff, but you know, just knowing what, what you really have to offer out there. You're past the, the Fisher Pen uh, age group, so you know, get it together. Any final thoughts or anything else to add? No, I mean, that was, that was, that was it. Like I said, I enjoyed this article, so I was glad to kind of get into it. Yeah, and we'll link the article in our show notes. And um, if you want to visit uh, Jeff's website, it's Jeff, J-E-F-F, L-E-A-V-E-L-L.com. And he's also on Twitter at the same, uh, Jeff Lavelle, one word. And for us, you can also find us on Twitter at Megasheen Pod. I'm at Porter Pizzazz, Victor's at Wonderman 5. You can like, rate, subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Stitcher. Like us on Facebook, on Instagram at Megasheen Pod. Visit our website at megasheenpod.com. We'll have some more stuff here in the future. Um, I think we might be gearing up for next year. We got some upcoming things to let y'all know about. Anything else for on your side, Victor? Um, nothing else. Just going to, you know, love to kind of hear what y'all, I actually love to hear what y'all have been thinking about, you know, some of the things that have been going on, especially when it comes to, um, queer things that's, that we're maybe we're not hitting on and whatever you are hearing about let us know because we'd love to like kind of you know talk about it as well so let us know what's going on um, and uh, we'd love to hear from that and yeah that's pretty much it yes and so on that note we will see y'all next time <laughs>